Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jamblin! So, Eric, yeah. this morning, I felt like I was going to die. I was sweating, my temperature was fluctuating, and for like a good five hours, I was fighting off the urge to vomit hard into out of basically whatever's near like when, when you have to vomit you don't care like what I, I was just like i'll just vomit into this classroom that i'm in right now uh, uh, i don't care everybody else can suck it see your first that's what you already made your first mistake was you fought off the urge to vomit you just gotta let it fly man like when i was a kid i, I successfully fought it off for like 10 years and i realized just get it over with and puke you feel so much better afterwards i mean there's always that moment of elation after you finally like give in and, yeah. like, stop the dry heaves and something comes out. You're like, look, I did that. Hooray. Well, I'm not proud of my work. I'm just saying it feels better. <laughs> You're like, oh, come everyone, check this out. Come see what, what did I did. <laughs> Don't you take a picture and, you know, like, Instagram it? Oh, when it dries out, we'll put it on the refrigerator. Yeah. No, like, I'm just saying puke. it feels better to just puke than it does to fight it off. It's so much harder to fight it off. Uh, I'm bulimics everywhere. Cover your ears. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, you just got to let it fly. No man, no. I like I I I I felt like I accomplished something because you know, I I didn't take the easy route, you know, which may lead to more throwing up, you know, because once you start, it's like you, you break the seal and then it's just vomit town. Look, just don't fight off the urge during this podcast. If you have to throw up, please just throw up. Yeah. I think it'd sound kind of cool to be honest on our show. <laughs> All right. Raise your hand, listeners. Who wants to hear me throw up live oh, on this podcast? Oh my god, I've got both hands up. I've what? got I got both feet up. <laughs> like, it's, like I want to hear it so bad. Like, oh god. what can I say to make you puke right now? We should change our title. <laughs> and we are <laughs> like, <laughs> like seriously. Haven't you, haven't you ever wondered what you sound like when you puke? Like, no, you know, it's internal, so you don't know. It's it's like it's like when you talk, your voice doesn't sound the same to you as it does everyone else. So it's like it might sound really cool to hear what your puke sounds like recorded. No, no, you're no. I'm not being convinced of puking. No, see the 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 toilet is like the perfect receptacle for sound. It like it, it like scoops up the sound and reflects it right back at you. Actually, a shower might be a little bit better because like like if you're like gangsta <laughs> and you're recording an album, some people record in the shower. So you, oh, might, okay. you might want to puke in the shower to get the real effect. So while you're showering or no? No, not while, but like people like when they need like a sound studio, there's some people just jump in the shower to, to lay down their lyrics. Yo, what if you puked while you were taking a bath? Well, I remember last year <laughs> at the, or no, it's a year and a half ago now, I told you at a, at a Christmas party, at my brother-in-law's <laughs> Christmas party, I finally, I finally answered the age-old question, can you shit and puke at the same time? Oh man! I never thought I didn't think it was possible, but it is possible. <laughs> like, and I was just like, I remember, I remember thinking, like, oh my god, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, <laughs> and and of course, then you're sitting on the toilet, so you got to grab a, a bucket, you know, so you get right. to, to, to to pull off the deuce. And I was like, oh no, like, what if the timing's off? I'm like, it, it was, and then it, it dawned, it dawned <laughs> on me too. I was like, oh my god, this moment is finally gonna happen. Like, it's so hard to coordinate perfectly. <laughs> this is my moment. It's like you know, it's like double rainbow. I was like, holy shit, <laughs> holy shit, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I was like, you know, obviously it took a lot out of me, but uh, <laughs> ah, ding. yeah. But then afterwards, it's like, wow, okay. It's wow, Eric, that, that's the, you have joined an elite rank of people. Like, like you know, some <laughs> people, you know, are like uh, elite in in the way that they have like an Oscar and a Grammy and a Tony. But like, 
you're up there. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know anybody besides you who would publicly admit to pooping and puking at the same time. Hey, I, I worked hard. I worked hard to get there. <laughs> right. oh, and here, here's Good the job. best part. Here's the best part. Five minutes later, I had sex. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't tell the person. <laughs> I just crawled back into bed, and I was like so high on life. I'm like, I ain't going to sleep for a while. So uh, let's just get it on. Oh, my God. Boom, baby. Good ladies, thing. Ladies of the world, it, it, it's good take they, this as a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Good thing you don't she know where that guy's been. Good thing she doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boom. No. Sex afterwards. That's, it, oh, that's how you got to celebrate. You got to throw it down, baby. What? I mean, like, did you gargle on both ends with, like, Listerine? No. Nope. I mean, like, wh- once puke has, like, come out of you, you know, you got stomach acid all over, like, your throat and your teeth, and you, I mean, you were not fun to kiss. I brushed my, th- well, first of all, it's sex. There's not kissing involved. <laughs> okay. <What? laughs> all right. It's, you know, you know, this is not romantic. This is just. <laughs> Roll <laughs> over, honey. It's time. This is just a task that needed to be accomplished. Okay. <laughs> and I did brush my teeth because I put some, uh, I was at someone else's house, my brother-in-law's house. I put some toothpaste on my finger and just kind of brushed it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I kind of did. The way the, did you did you pull a Kesha and brush your teeth with a bottle of Jack? No, that's what that's what got the puking to start. <laughs> so uh, no, but I'm just saying, like that's how good you feel after you puke. Don't like if I had not puked, there's no way I'd be boning in chicks right then because my stomach would hurt. But afterwards, you just feel so free. You just want to just want to get it in afterwards because you feel so much better after you puke. That's what I'm saying. Don't fight the puke. Just let it happen. So, so maybe, everybody, if you're listening, go out and get sick, right? Go find the sickest friend you got because you will feel so good after vomiting that you will just get with chicks. Well, I was getting with chicks before I got sick. What I'm saying is that don't let it stop me. <laughs> and just, you know, the puking, you just you feel better afterwards. Don't fight it off, folks. It, it's gross when it happens, but it's what, 30 seconds of your life? You can get past it. Maybe. I don't know. It's more like a... Like a long ass battle with me man it's uh-huh. like it's it's tar it, it's like a final boss for me you guys let it happen so so what are we talking about today i don't know <laughs> i mean it can't get any higher than puking and pooping at the same time i'm telling you we've reached a new epic point of our podcast oh, God. all right all right so people um, people want to know these things well <laughs> all right so you need to fill us in on liam neeson oh liam neeson's i've been waiting for this review for a couple weeks now oh non-stop baby just like me after I puke. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so I was pretty pumped. <clears throat> I definitely went and saw it nonstop the Friday. Now, I'm a, has it been out long enough? It's been two weekends. Can I kind of spoil stuff, or should I just give a non-spoiler review and just talk about how pumped I was to watch it? Hey, dude, if, if anybody <clears throat> is still listening after the first seven minutes, yeah. then uh, then they're fine with spoilers. Okay. And Plus, it's Liam Neeson on a plane. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So, you know, I'm, it's not like I'm going to do a, a total rundown, Ghost Rider 2 of the movie, but, you know, I, I will spoil some things. But whatever, you could you could figure out what is going to happen. So, yeah. Liam Neeson is an air marshal on a plane, okay? Mm. But the first thing, the producers were pretty smart about this, when, or the writers were pretty smart because they said, okay, we already know how Liam Neeson reacts when his daughter is in danger. Oh, yes. So they killed the daughter ahead of time. Oh. She tragically has died of cancer. Hey, wait a second, wait a second. Could this be an unofficial sequel to, like, the Taken franchise? Well, no, because actually she she never made it out. She never reached adulthood. Aww. So it's, like, super sad. 
So, okay. but here's the thing though. They're like, all right, we got to break Liam Neeson down. So his fictional daughter has died of cancer. Mm-hmm. And so this ain't the man we saw on Taken. You know, he doesn't have that will to live anymore. He's an alcoholic now. He's transferred from like the police to the air marshal service. You know, he's, he's getting drunk before he goes on the flight, you know, so he's, he's kind of broken down. They're like, you know, it's not fair to have Liam Neeson fight terrorists because it's going to be over in five minutes. This movie needs to last 90 minutes. So, you know, because like in Taken, he, he, he ran all over Europe. He's just on a plane. Yeah. He'll fucking wait, kill wait, terrorists wait, wait. in two seconds. Wait, I got it. I got it. It's the Taken prequel, right? Right? Where he's, where he's, where like the, the other daughter is like from another family. Right, maybe that's how he uh, got divorced from his first wife. Right, with a teenage daughter still alive, but there's like this alternate thing that's happening. It's the Taken prequel. It's possible. I mean, I, I guess you could go out on that ledge. But I'm gonna. But I like this because so we're not dealing with 100% Neesons, okay? okay. Neesons is only at 50%. So this is already <laughs> like this is all right. This is not bad. You know, he's kind of he's not a great employee and stuff. He's got to be Mr. Air Marshal on this plane. But okay. we all know, Lee, Lee, Lee Neeson doesn't know yet, we all know this plane is in big trouble. So, you know, they kind of, they, they do a good job of introducing you to all the different passengers, you know. He's like, mm-hmm. like when they're waiting to get on the plane, there's a little girl, there's this uh, this guy who's kind of uppity, there's Julianne Moore. Ooh, Julianne Moore. Okay, so we've got, you know, someone else who can act. Okay, so on, sometimes. On this plane. Okay, ooh, Julianne Moore. So... We, he's 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 friends with one of the flight attendants. She's from Downton Abbey. That's nice. And then the woman who just won for twelve years a slave is the other flight attendant. Wow. Okay. All right. So wait, can I give my prediction? And she for this movie? and she's got a shock top hairdo like Jaws from the Burger King Kids Club. <laughs> yeah. Like I just was, can't fucking get past the hairdo. She, no. She was she was rocking that at the Oscars. Yeah. And I was like, is that a guy? Is that? Because like that, like only dudes wore that back in the day. Right. That was almost. Like, it was like it's like a half version of kid and play, kind of. Yeah. Deal. So no. Wait, wait, it's wait, 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 wait. So, so you, you described the cast. Yeah. For me, Can, I just want to give my predictions based on their archetypes. Okay. So, so uh, shock top gets to act right, and uh, and or when the pilot when the pilot dies, she gets to be in the cockpit crying on the radio. Um, let's see. Um, Julianne Moore is old. Uh, so mm. she gets to be the love interest, and the little daughter, they use her as, like, some uh, hostage situation, and he has flashbacks to his own kid, so he's like, I gotta fucking take off this plane and save that little girl. Nah, you're pretty wrong, but... Oh, man. Well, good. All right, good. All <laughs> so, right. uh... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, that's... that Because, like, that's the first thing I thought. All right. Old, uh, old actress matching the age of the old man actor love interest. That's, like, that always happens. Well, she is a chatty Cathy. And she's a little okay. flirty, but we don't know if she's flirty because she's a bad guy or if she's Ew. just kind of nervous. We don't really know what's going on here. And right okay. before Neeson gets on the plane, he gets in a fight over the phone with his supervisor. He's like, I need this. <laughs> I fucking need this, dude. Okay? Fucking need this. Um, I can't go back to saving Alaskan oil pipeline guys from wolves. Yeah. Okay? I, can't, I, can't, I can't do it. So, so they're on the plane, and we find out there's a second air marshal. And he's a mm. douchebag, of course, because right. it's just got to make Liam Neeson look better. And then Liam Neeson, he's got like the, he's got his little, uh, his little phone, and he's getting these messages. And there's a message from the, from the terrorist, and then he's like, "Hello, I'm on your phone." And he's like, "I'm going to kill one person every 20 minutes unless you give me like some ridiculous amount of money, like 150 million dollars." 
Well, that's nice of him to call ahead. So and so Neeson's call and and he's also like spitting back stuff that's happening to Neeson on the on the plane. So he knows mm-hmm. that this dude's on the plane and he's like, oh shit. So he's trying to mm-hmm. so he notifies the pilot and the co-pilot and they're like, oh shit. And he notifies um, the flight attendant and stuff and um, he's like, we you know we got to figure this out. So then the clock's just ticking. There's some pretty good music, you know, some nice ambience, some tense stuff going on here. Uh, mm. I really like the the graphics when they pop up. They show you the text message rather than uh, the, rather than point of view of him looking at his phone. They just kind of mm. pop up and scroll across the screen. They're pretty cool. That's interesting. Man, I get those robocalls every once in a while. I get, like, a text message from somebody who's like, Hi, this is Karen, your Google expert. My like, mm. click. Ah, get out of here. Yeah, so Liam Neeson now, he's, like, looking around. He's like, holy shit, man. What is going down? He sinks his watch, you know, so he's like, all right, 20 minutes. <laughs> he's like, Synchronized swatches. Yeah. Even though if you watch the movie, maybe I should watch again and, and synchronize my watch and see if 20 minutes actually takes place. <laughs> like, if, they, if they're so good in this movie that they actually do 20 minutes each death. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot. But there are some people in this movie that are not what they appear. Ew. But they make they make everyone look bad. Oh. Every fucking dude on this plane looks bad. Okay, so there's like, wait, wait what do you mean? <laughs> well, because like everything they say, they kind of play it in this weird way. You know, so of course, there's like a Muslim guy with a uh-huh. look, with a with like a jeez, some kind of hat that he likes to wear. <laughs> and, and so everyone's like everyone's like oh terrorist terrorist you know and you're like you're like that's too obvious but but you know but he does do some suspicious things but oh God. but but he's a doctor wait wait, wait. so it's like well he can't be a terrorist because he's actually a doctor like yo terrorists can be doctors too you racist so uh wait did, did, wait, did you see the sequel to harold harold and kumar yeah of course yeah, this is like like the one scene where they're on the airplane and yeah. the old woman is like fantasizing yes. <laughs> on him being a terrorist. That's basically everyone's giving this guy the side eye. <laughs> there's there's a guy who says he's a cop. He's a New York cop, of course. Oh, you know, of course. Those are the ones with the best attitude. Oh, so sure. you've got the New York cop on there. He's kind of looking at everyone all suspicious. You know, you've got this little nerd guy who's like, I am a teacher on holiday and I'm going to Amsterdam. And Liam Neeson. Terrorist. And Liam, terrorist. And Liam, terrorist. And Liam Neeson's like, this flight's going to London. Why did you say Amsterdam? <laughs> oh, he's like, I'm sorry. Uh, some dude paid me $100 just to say that to you. I don't even know why. Uh. So there's <laughs> Mastermind, all, right, nerd. So there's all these, there's all these like, you're like, I don't know. Like, he's like, he could be innocent or he could be, you know, there's all these red herrings. Like, they've thrown mm-hmm. all these people at you. And you know someone is the bad guy. But they've done a pretty good job of casting suspicion on everyone. And here's mm. the best part. Then they cast suspicion on Liam Neeson himself. No. They're like, they're like, oh, Liam Neeson's like, all right, dudes. They said we need $150 million in this bank account. And they're like, dude, that's your Bank of America bank account. <laughs> and the routing number is right on your checks. It says Liam Neeson right on there. And he's like, oh, the fucker, they got my bank account. And so they're like, dude, you're the terrorist. And he's like, I'm not the terrorist. Am I? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Well, my daughter died, and I hate this fucking job, and I'm a drunk now. And so mm. it's perfect. They're like, they're, they're like, we cannot match up against him physically. We must attack Liam Neeson's mind. We must turn everyone else against him. If he's not a hero, then we have a chance. So now, basically, things start going into motion where everyone fucking thinks he's the bad guy. And he's like, okay. I'm trying to save the plane. They're like, bullshit. You're sitting on a bomb, bitch. Like, we can't trust this guy. And, like, the P- and like 
someone's like taking an iPhone video and so the people uh, that are on the ground are all reporting in news stations they got the guy's picture from Taken they're like oh he's gotta bring the plane down so his boss is like dude just we'll give you the money okay just don't blow the plane he's like I'm not trying to blow up the plane god damn it <laughs> so it's pretty cool and of course once you know it some of those 20 minute deadlines pass and that terrorist let's just say he ain't no liar Jack oh damn he ain't no liar Wow. He's fucking, he's like the dominoes of terrorists. And he says, 20 minutes or less, someone's going to die. 20 minutes, someone's going to die, dude. You do not get your, you don't not get your free pizza with this guy. He's going to nail you every time, just when you think you got him. Boom. 20 minutes. Well, that's cool. Well, all right. So I, I actually don't want to hear the end of this movie because it actually sounds like they did a good job. I liked it, dude. I mean, because it's one of those suspense movies and stuff, it's not a movie that you can watch over and over and over again. But right. it was highly enjoyable the first time, and I would like mm-hmm. to watch it a second time, knowing what I know, so that I can look for all these clues. You know, because like these kind of movies, at the end when the reveal is starting to twist through, they play back those little scenes that you missed in the beginning that make more sense now. Right. And you're like, oh, yeah. that basically kills the replay value right there. Well, yeah, that's the thing. So like, I mean, so it's really good, but it's not. It's not like you're gonna watch it 20 times on cable. All right. But the one thing I will say. You know, I can't give this full two thumbs up my butt. But the only thing is, is when the terrorist is revealed, it's kind of like, it reminds me of the movie Scream. The original Scream was really good, really good, and the bad guy is a motherfucker, you don't even know. And once they reveal the bad guy, and they reveal the bad guy's motives, you're kind of like, eh, I don't know. Like, really? Well, that, I mean, That's the, why well, I decided whole- to kill everybody? Eh, I don't know. Well, come on! Like the whole point of Scream was—it's kind of like the the cabin in the woods in its day. It's like it was like a a riff on slasher movies. So the fact that the killers are kind of like you know like into that, and that was like the whole reason behind it, kind of made sense in this script writing kind of way. I'm just well, okay. Well, I'm not going quite that much of a Scream. The the reason I used Scream as an example was when he, it was just a faceless killer, it was awesome and badass. When you find out who, who the killer is, it's not as much fun. You're just kind of like, oh, whatever. That you know, the last ten minutes isn't as good. Same. Well, as- I mean, that's. I would argue that's every single movie. I mean, that's why. That's why people still talk about Rosemary's Baby. It's because they never show the baby. Right. Well, I'm just saying. So in this case, when you don't know who the killer is, it's pretty awesome. When you find out how the killer is and hear their reasoning, you're kind of like, eh, just, yeah. just fucking kill him, Liam Neeson, please. Yeah. So, uh, also, since he's on a plane, he can't beat the shit out of all of 150 people. <laughs> Can't so he? Well, he could. <laughs> At one point, he tries. The whole plane, the whole plane goes after him, and he's like, oh, 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 oh. he's like fucking breaking people's noses and shit. But he's apologizing at the same time. He's like, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. And he's like fucking people up, and he's like trying not to. But um, so unfortunately, <laughs> you, you don't get as many uh, ass whoopings as you do in the Taken franchise because you know mm-hmm. he just can't do it. But he does get some ass whooping in. So never fear. There is some good, some high-quality ass whooping. You just don't get okay. as much of it. So you just got to kind of take it in small sips. Word. So, you know, it ain't a 12-pack of beer. <laughs> it's more like, you know, a couple shots. All right, all right. I, I see that. Does he, does he punch an obnoxious fat lady in the mouth? Does he punch an obnoxious fat lady in the mouth? Because, I mean, that's, that would sell it for me. No, I don't think there was an obnoxious fat lady in this movie. Oh, man. I thought that would be, like, one of the things, like, on a plane. Like, okay, annoying things on a plane. Like, babies, fat people, snakes. He punches out a guy who's, like, a wannabe rapper. 
who kind of he's like an up and coming thinks he's a celebrity kind of guy you know mm-hmm. kind of entitled yeah punches that dude out i've never i've never been like harassed by an upcoming rapper on on a plane mm-hmm. not even on a subway they usually keep it themselves well i don't want to give too much away okay 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 but um yeah so overall non-stop not bad not bad all right all right all right i enjoyed it way better than taking two well you know so he could only be taken once did you see that liam neeson showed up on saturday night live yesterday i did not they did like in the cold open they had you know jay farrell being a barack obama and he had a Mm -hmm. message to vladimir putin from russia and they brought in liam neeson (laughs) and he's like putin I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> He's like, and so, and Liam Neeson was pretty funny in the cold open, and he wasn't the host, so it was like, it was an awesome surprise. Wow. So then it was. But where does he? Well, was he shooting something in the city, or where does he live? I don't know. I mean, I've read some stuff that he's like really particular about the horse-drawn carriages in New York. Like he's the oh, only cool, guy yeah. siding with the horses. Like he wants them to stay to to continue. There's really? their slave beats on the streets of New York. Yeah, he's very passionate about it for some reason. Wow, so. that's so that's so funny because it's usually like the easiest thing in the world for celebrities to do to be like anti the the horses. No, he's big and he's like he's like he's like those horses love it. They <laughs> they love it. Clip clotting on the pavement, they love it. That's all. It's oh all they want to do in life. <laughs> what are you fucking kidding? No, I mean, like he's been on the Daily Show twice in the last four years talking about this. Really? Yeah, and John Stewart is so afraid of him, he actually won't like cut him off and make fun of the point. And John Stewart always cuts people <laughs> off. But John Stewart is like, I've seen Taken. I'm just gonna let Liam Neeson say what he wants to say. I mean, if you're if you're full on serious about a, a pro the horses in Central Park, not joking about it, uh, I'm gonna stay away from you, dude. No. Like, like, all right. So if if you come on the subway and you're begging for change and you're dancing, whatever, you know, everybody's like rolls their eyes. But if you go on and you give a passionate speech about like how the carriage horses in Central Park should stay, everybody will like leave the train to get away from you. Well, that's why you never want to meet your heroes in real life, I kids. I mean, except for us. If you if you think we're cool, then we actually are. But yeah, you never want to meet your heroes because they never turn out to be exactly what you think. Oh. So hey, wait! I learned that in an episode of Growing Pains. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that one? Uh, it was Ben. Ben. Ben has like a favorite like rock star that's like Motley Crue or something like that, and mm-hmm. so he goes to see him like backstage, and he's like making out with some chick. And oh he's like, yeah, hey, yeah. that's not your wife. I have seen that. Yeah, it's like get out of here, kid. Yeah, you know, it's a recurrent theme, not just growing pains, obviously. Well, you know, but growing pains. I mean, if we want to get even more old, nerdy, and dated, it happens with <laughs> Alex P. Keaton on an episode of Family Ties when oh his favorite uncle, played by Tom Hanks, shows up and what? is an alcoholic. Oh, my God. And Alex thinks he's so cool to he's an alcoholic. And, John, and literally, Tom Hanks is drinking the fucking vanilla extract out of their cupboard because <laughs> it's like 10% alcohol. And then <laughs> Alex P. Keaton, of course, played by... Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Tries to get him to stop, and, like, Tom Hanks fucking smacks him. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Never meet... Wow. Yeah. Never meet your heroes. Wow. Go Tom so Hanks. What, what, if, what, what, if, what if, like, Superman in real life was a super dick? Well, see, that's the whole thing, though. They always say he's the, he's the one that's not, you know? Like, you wouldn't want to meet Batman. Mm-hmm. You'd think he was cool, but you wouldn't want to meet him. He would just dismiss no. you. Yeah, you wouldn't want to hang out with him, and he wouldn't want to hang out with you. Like, the only one you would want to meet is, like, the Flash. 
Mm. Flash is nice. He's good to the people. He likes the people. He's the you know, he's I, the people's champion. I, I I feel like I feel like Terry McGinnis's relationship with Bruce Wayne in uh, Batman Beyond is kind of like uh, how anybody would feel if they ever met Batman. Oh yeah, you'd hate like, him. Like who who is this crotchety old? bastard yeah. who just like imposing himself on everything and he has a specific way of doing everything and if you don't do what he wants he's gonna pitch a fit mm-hmm. yeah but superman i mean who knows he's been done so many different ways yeah i have to wonder if batman's parents lived and he still became batman would he still be like a huge dick loner i mean maybe he would be like more of like a poser about it yeah you know just like I'm the vengeance. I am the knight. Can you Bruce, turn on the music? Can you imagine if he just grew up to be a rich dick, just like some <laughs> kind of asshole playboy, like the male equivalent of Paris Hilton? My parents have money. I do what I want. And then, like, E Entertainment News is always like, "Oh, that Bruce Wayne got drunk and puked in a uh, water fountain again." Yep. Yeah. Oh, here's him outside of Gotham's trendy nightclub owned by the Penguin. Ah. I mean, can you imagine? Maybe, maybe his parents getting murdered was the best thing that could have ever happened to him. I mean, I want you to tell him that in real life. Yeah, like, well, dude, if you really think about it, it probably built character. You would have grown up with a silver spoon in your mouth. You wouldn't have appreciated life. You know, you're just going to be a jerk. So, you know, the Joker, aka Joe Chill or whatever, back in the day, kind of did you a favor, dude. I mean, that's that's basically. However, how the entire world views Bruce Wayne, I think the movies really got it right. You know, the the last Batman movies, where they're, like they're really paying him out as this obnoxious prick that nobody in the right mind would confuse with like the masked vigilante. So here, so think about this then. You know how like they always say like if you had a time machine, would you go back in time and like kill Hitler? Right. What if you had a time machine and you just went back in time and killed Paris Hilton's parents? Mm. Then Paris Hilton might turn into Batgirl. Oh, uh, like, or at least, mm. or maybe, maybe she just wouldn't be so goddamn annoying. <laughs> that would no, be that probably would, more annoying. That would be worth the murders right there. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go back in time and murder Paris Hilton's parents <laughs> just so I don't have to see her in in the headlines and on TV and on the internet trendings or anything like that. Uh, maybe I'm just gonna murder like Lindsay Lohan's parents, <laughs> Kim, Kim Kardashian's parents. I'm just gonna be like the the parent murderer. I mean, all right, all right, wait, wait, hear me out, hear me out, check this out. Uh-huh. I have the ultimate proof of why we should go back and murder all their parents. Because why? it always works out fine in Disney movies. Well, uh, up until, re- oh, no, no, even now recently. The best fucking thing you can do is be a plucky orphan. If you kill, if your parents get killed in Disney movie, good things are happening. They're like, don't worry about this, dude. I know your parents are dead. This sucks. But trust me, you are going to fucking love this in like 15 years. <laughs> you're either going to like marry a prince or you're going to be like king of the jungle, you know, or you're going to like be really good at singing and defeat bad people. Just trust us on this. <laughs> trust. This is definitely the way to go. So I mean, I'm just saying like we just got to go back in time and murder all these people's parents and then they're going to turn into upstanding citizens or at the very least just not be celebrities. But di- but dude, dude, what what if somebody hears this and goes back in time and like murders our parents? Well, we're not big enough celebrities, so we're cool. Okay, okay. You know, and so you gotta be and, and you got to be well, no, you really got to be a jerk celebrity. You know, like you can that you know, you could be annoying, like Paris Hilton. She's just famous for being famous. Those right. people, no one's gonna go back and kill like George Clooney's parents for being famous. Mm. You know what I mean? Like those, that's that's good famous. We're good famous. I'm just saying, we gotta go kill Kardashians' parents because they suck. 
I wonder if like any of the people that you just mentioned, uh, their parents have been have murdered. Oh, then I'd feel so terrible. <laughs> I'd like, feel I'm so Googling, terrible. I mean, I'm like, I, mean I know Lohan's parents. Kim, hmm. no, no, they're, they're very much alive. Kim Kardashian's okay. biological father did die in the 90s okay. after defending O.J. Simpson. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. You're going to straight to hell. I'm not going straight to hell because... He, no, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. I don't Sorry. have to murder that guy. He's already going to die. I okay. just sit back and let that naturally happen. I'm just going to kill Kim Kardashian's mom because she is the devil. <laughs> She's the devil. And everyone here, like, no court would convict me. They're like, oh, you're wanted for murder. Wait, who did, she, who did he murder? Oh, no. Uh, we'll just let this one go. Don't ever yeah. murder again, young man. <laughs> it's a mercy killing. The mercy was for everyone. Yeah. So, I'm just saying. And this is all theoretical anyways. I'm That's just, right. We, we would never actually murder anybody. We will not become the time-traveling murder duo. Yeah, we don't endorse time-travel murder. If I, Like I said before... I would just be, as we discussed in our uh, our Christmas episode this year, I would just be having a lot of time travel sex. I already said that. I'd be having time travel sex. Well, wait, here's here's my question. What? Uh, how does our version of time traveling work? Can it be like time cop time traveling where like if you see yourself also time traveling in the past murdering other parents, if you give yourself a high five, do you both cease to exist? Well, it's possible. She doesn't fucking high five, man. I mean, if you high-five yourself with a glove on, do you cease to exist? Or is it only with, like, skin-to-skin contact? Because, like, what if, you, what if you touch your... Like, what if you have, like, a 10-foot pole, and you connect with another 10-foot pole with what you are holding in the time stream somewhere? I mean, what happens? I don't have that big of an ego, dude. Okay? <laughs> I was going to go back. I'm not going to get take any credit for this. I'm going to go back and just have self-satisfaction. And just feel good. I don't need to high five my former self and anything. Okay. You know, I'm not going to time travel like fucking Stewie and Brian Griffin do on Family Guy. They're just annoying. Did they bring him back to life? Oh yeah, they did. It sucked. It was stupid. Nah. It was stupid. But I can't totally slam Seth MacFarlane because his Western movie coming out this summer looks really funny. Which one? Just fucking Google Seth MacFarlane Western movie. The trailer right. came out like three weeks ago. Really funny. I mean, there's a chance we may have seen all the jokes already, but yeah. looked really funny. Okay, a million ways to die in the West. Yes, looks good. I will watch it right now. What? We're talking here. So what? You watch it all the time. While we yeah, do I fucking watch it on mute though. What are you gonna watch a closed caption on YouTube? You're not gonna enjoy yeah. the jokes. Oh, just just, that's watch, true. just watch it afterwards. Just trust me <laughs> on this one. All right, all right, all right. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. It's gonna be it's right. gonna be funny. Well, cool. Well, you know, I was thinking of doing a little video game court, but I don't know if we should save it for like its own episode. Yeah, I thought we were going to do that, but then you asked me about nonstop, so I figured you were just pushing that back to another time. It was just, I mean, like, I was so fucking sick this morning, I thought I was going to die, and, and get this what, I had three shows today in mm. different states, and when you're, when you're sick as a dog and your wife is coughing up phlegm like the Wicked Witch of the West coughs up fireballs... And your and your little baby is like smiling at you, like yay! The babysitter is coming, and you're like, am I gonna throw up or am I going to make good on these three performances? Uh, because it, because some of them have already been prepaid, and it's like, oh god! So he's like murder on my mind. So you made good on your performance, but then you unwittingly fucking gave Ebola to a bunch of little children at birthday parties. Absolutely. I don't know about this. The, the no, question, no, of course. Question the morality in that one there. No, no, no. See, if I, if I was, like, a magician who was, like, interacting with the kids directly, uh-huh. then, yeah, I mean, there might be a little something there. But, like, no, like, we're, I'm, I'm in a booth 
I'm behind a screen. You know, it's like uh, like I stay like ten feet away from them at all times. It's very safe. Okay. By the way, I don't know if you saw it on Facebook, but did you see what I I uh, I called you on Facebook today when I saw the picture? What? So for those who don't mean, know this, Chad <laughs> Chad posted a picture of himself today with really bad hair. Oh yeah, I, I I've been you know some some men go through like Movember where they don't shave their mustache, uh-huh. and I'm going through like bad hair winter where Chad has, me- Chad has really bad hair right now. <laughs> but as soon as I saw it, I was like, you fucking look like Javier Bardem from No Country for Old Men. Yeah, it's true. And seven people agree with you. Yeah, I mean, look at that picture that I posted of of it's Javier true. Bardem. You fucking look like him. Like, I think you went to the puppet show with that fucking like air pressure gun and just fucking slaughtered yeah. any child that did not laugh at your puppet jokes today. You just like, you're right. like hold still for a second, hold on, and you just put it right to their forehead, like bam. We're like, I mean, do you know the, how big of a moment this is in your life? <laughs> let's let's flip heads and heads and tails, and I'm just going to kill you if I get to if it's tails. <laughs> no, it's true, it's true, dude. And you know what? You know what happens is just like, yeah, you just get like tied up and everything. I mean, once you have a kid, it's like your life is not your own, mm-hmm. and you can't just like go to the barbers at like 10 a.m. on like a weekday. Yeah, the best time to go to the barbers, by the way. Oh yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, so it's just, I've just been like waiting, 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 and now my sideburns want to like fly away because they have wings. Yeah, man, you're looking creepy now. Well, <laughs> I've been. You know what's funny is like as soon as you get into Creeperville, you start to get weird compliments from people. Yeah, you know, from other creepers. Weird. No, no, it's weird. It's it's like it's like all right. So I've been, I've been wearing this hand crocheted or hand knit cap that our mom made. Oh. Right, it, it it looks like something that a little child would wear. Seriously, yeah. But it's it's all I had, and and I thought it looks pretty good. Um, you know, you may disagree, but I've been getting like tons of compliments from everybody: men, women, old people, young people. It's just like everybody's like, "Hey, man, nice hat!" You, all the time. You know why? Why? Because if you compliment the serial killer, he might spare your <laughs> life. He's gonna murder everyone else, but he'll be like, "That guy said my hat was okay. He can live." That's all they're doing. They're just looking mm. out. It's self-preservation. Hey, dude, nice hat. Dial nine and one on your phone and get ready to push the other one. Okay? I don't know what that guy with his fucking baby hat is thinking. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Th- you know, that that's pretty good. You know, like, but but the other thing is they actively engage me in order to do so, which is a big no-no. Like, if you're if you're stuck next to, like, Creeper, you know, with, like, the rapist glasses on, don't engage. The worst thing you could do, even if somebody's talking your ear off about, like, the dead pets that they've squirreled away in their underpants and, like, you know, buried decapitated kittens in their backyard, don't ever look them in the eye and don't ever engage. No, sometimes you just got to go on the offensive. You'd be like, you were going to do this to me anyways, so here no, it is. Man. Dude, I was stuck in a post office, and our post office is, like, infamous for long-ass lines so I'm stuck, and the guy right behind me starts striking up a conversation with anybody that will look at him. Mm-hmm. Anybody. And just like, and, and he's just like going off the top of his head about just like the most random crap in like the last 40 years of his life that he thinks is funny. And the woman right behind him, I don't know if she took like, like, like fell on the sword for everybody, but she mistakenly said, oh, that's nice. And like, boom, he latched right onto ah, her. Gotcha, for bitch. The next, ah. For the next 30 minutes, we're just like, shut up, shut up, shut up. And she's like looking at him because once she looked, at him yeah. then she's like acknowledged him and now she kind of has to like nod her 
keep nodding until he stops talking. He's like, your soul is mine. <laughs> and like her soul literally came out of her mouth and went right into his eyeballs. It's true. It's it's true, but like even if her soul was stolen, she probably just felt so bad that she initiated something that she had to ride it out to the end. Well, God bless her. God I don't know, man. It was the devil that day. Should I give you a thundered up uh, of my mole update week three? Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like I just got to keep giving updates because shit keeps happening now. We're all part of this. Well, <laughs> We're all part of my body. If, if if the listeners lasted through the first seven minutes. Yeah, no one's listening, so I might as well just tell. <laughs> so I'm really just telling you, so it's, it, you know, yeah, totally. I don't have to text you later. All right. So as I told you two weeks ago, I had to go in, get all naked, let someone stare at my wang, even though there's no moles there. And mm-hmm. then eventually look at the rest of my body and say there's some creepy moles. And we decided okay. I got to take two off my back and two off my belly. So last Tuesday, they're going to get the back ones. And then in two weeks from now, when I get my stitches out, they're going to get the, the ones on my belly. Okay. So Tuesday, there it was, man. Just, you know, reliving it because it's happened to me 10 years ago. And I told you all about it. Yep. So you just lay on your stomach and they just got to slice them off your back. But uh, they got to cut deep because they want to get all the skin like around and underneath it just to make sure, you know, just in case, just in the small chance it's cancerous that they can contain it. Right. So they take a needle and they stab you with it like 12 times to to numb you up. Like, stab, 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 stab. Because they want to numb up all around because when they they take the scalpel and start cutting you, you don't want to feel that shit. Yeah. But it ain't one shot. They keep sticking it in all around. And when they do, you can feel the stuff squirting into you and it burns. Ooh. So they they started doing the one on my on the my upper back and it hurt but you know I you know I'm gonna be I gotta be tough about it so I'm like you know I'm not saying anything you know it's like mm-hmm. oh shit this doesn't feel good but whatever and I'm like making small talk and I'm like well that wasn't too bad <laughs> then the lady's like all right I gotta let you know your lower back is one of the most sensitive places in your whole body and <laughs> we're about to stab you there which is why we did the other one first and I was like <laughs> and she's like this is gonna be twice as bad oh, <laughs> and man. I'm like oh no problem. And she starts putting those needles in and squirting this stuff in. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, it hurt way more. Oh, and man. I didn't yell or cry or anything like that. But there was three times where noise escaped my mouth. <laughs> and that's all I can say. I wasn't like, ah! But just like, <coughs> it hurt enough that I was like, ugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Like, that's what came out of my mouth. I was like, ugh. Yeah, right. that is the that is like the manliest retelling of a pain story ever. And then you're like, uh, and then I was just like, Ugh, and that's the only pain that came out. No, dude, because I mean, no, it's just getting your moles chopped off. It's not like this is the the hurtiest thing that could ever happen to you, but uh-huh. it hurt. But it was it hurt. I mean, like you know, I'm internalizing the pain. But there was like three times where I was like, Ugh, and and she was like, Do you want to stop? I'm like, Nope. Just keep going. <laughs> keep hurting me. Yeah, like let's, the pain. Let's get this, well, it's like, let's get this shit over with. I don't need to time out <laughs> so I can think about what's going to happen. I was like, no, no, proceed. But mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> it did hurt a lot more in the lower back. And then, of course, you know, they're cutting away and stuff. And they, they're like, do you mind if we put on, on music? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, put on so, so Frank, Frank Sinatra this time. Not fucking no, Maroon no. 5, which was better. Thank I mean, they're going to ruin a song for you, man. Another song. No, no. Frank Sinatra, he was actually kind of, I was like, oh, thank God it was Frank Sinatra, not Maroon 5 again. So Frank's playing. Again, I was a bleeder. So they had to mm-hmm. cauterize my wounds. So again, <laughs> they uh, they burned me and it's and it smoked up a little bit. And I inhaled the smell of my barbecuing flesh. Awesome. And again, it did not smell pleasant. All right. But uh, they stitched me up. I got 12 stitches in each uh, place. So it wasn't it wasn't tiny. 
Okay. Big because they got to cut like a football shape patch around you. You know, like normally if you need stitches, it's just because you got cut, and then you just stitch them back together. But here, they're taking a piece out, and then they have to yank the flesh around it together to close up the hole. So there's a little more tension where mm-hmm. those stitches are. So, uh, anyways, it sucks. So you got so you got a bunch of football sized. Uh, well, no, not not, not, not football sized, football shaped, <laughs> or so, excuse me, football shaped. So it's like some some kid took like a cookie cutter on you. Yeah, it's, it's, like yeah. Shape. Instead of a round circle, it's like there's it it starts at a point and then it goes out and comes back at like a point. But okay. uh, it's twelve stitches on each one, so I've uh, <laughs> not been able to do like I have really good posture because mm-hmm. if you bend over, it hurts. So like okay. tying my shoes the last couple of days kind of sucked. And uh, I can't really pick stuff up right now because they're like, "Don't pull your stitches out," because that'd be a problem. So it's just like it's just like a constant annoyance, and so I, I don't get them out for another week and a half, and that's when I get the my belly ones chopped off oh. too. So see, I, I I just gotta say, you know, uh, this is like the manliest story ever. I mean, not only did a little uh, escape your mouth, but then you got like football shaped tattoos. Where the pain was. Well, I mean, that's pretty manly. They're not football shaped because they pulled it together, so it's just oh. going to be a line. I'm I don't saying know, I it was like a football. No, all right. I'm going to explain this well. Right. They cut out a football shape of yeah. my skin, okay? But then they use stitches to pull it back together into a straight line. Oh, okay. But because they cut out that spot, there's extra tension pulling it together. Like if you just got a cut that you needed stitches for, it's basically a straight line. And they just stitched together. But here, they took out a football shape, so they had to pull harder to get that skin to go over to cover it. That's what I'm saying. So it's like... Oh, I see, I see. So it's a little more uh, itchy, annoying right there. See, I thought I thought this story was going to end with, and then we all got pizza and wings. Well, I, I got um, Hardee's afterwards. <laughs> I was like, I've been a good boy, and I got stitches, so I'm going for Hardee's. <laughs> I've earned this. Awesome. Um, no, yeah. So it just it just sucks. Like it's just kind of annoying and stuff. But um, mm. so but it's but uh, like I've looked at myself in my, in the mirror and stuff. And so like there's gonna be two kind of good lines there, and it definitely looks like I got in a knife fight. Okay, well that's manly. Which I technically did because they use a knife on me. <laughs> so when I go to Water Country this summer and take off my shirt and like all the women lifeguards are admiring me and they're like, oh my god, why do you have some some scars there? And I'm like, knife fight. You should be like, you should pull a Zeus and be like. Yeah, I had my unborn son growing in my leg right there, and then I cut him out. Well, that just sounded gross, dude. I just said knife fight. That sounded valiant. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, like, sometimes you just have to, like, implant a fetus into your leg and then cut it out when it's semi-full grown. See? You looked like a serial killer on your Facebook picture today, and now you're talking <laughs> like one. What? Dude, it's a Greek myth. You gotta look it up. That's how Hercules was born. Yeah, all right. They didn't cover that shit in the Disney movie. The Disney version, Zeus is like the best dad of all time. Hercules, Give me a break. zero to hero. Yeah, exactly. No, Zeus basically raped all the women, right? He, yeah, like, dude. Them. He like dressed up as someone. It's like, ah, I gotcha, and raped them. Exactly. It's like you could never tell who you're going to bed with. It could be anybody or it could be Zeus. Yeah, Zeus was a jerk. Yeah, and well, I mean, then it was like that one time he uh, he, he dressed up like a swan and found some chick who was into swans and did her as a swan. I remember I remember really enjoying mythology when I read it in high school. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all coming back to me now. I'm like, yeah. It was pretty cool. He's just like, you know, you know, being a god is kind of boring. I think it's time for swan sex with a chick. Mm-hmm. He's like, women like, women like swans, right? 
All right, cool. <laughs> they'll, they'll appreciate this. Yeah, and then he dressed up as a cow one time. But to be fair, to be fair, Loki did uh, turn himself into a horse once, a female horse, to lure away the workhorse of the guy, the big-ass uh, giant troll who was building Asgard. And the horse impregnated him, and he gave birth to the eight-legged uh, horse that became, like, uh, Odin's horse, Slepnir. Yeah. Yeah. Slutnir. <laughs> yeah. Mythology is pretty cool. If you're uh, about to start 12th grade and it's still in the curriculum, enjoy. I hope so. Cause you might... I mean, they, they, brought, they brought back classic fairy tales in the Common Core up here in New York State to, you like, did... kindergarten. You just got to get past Romeo and Juliet, and then you can get on to mythology. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think it's fair for everybody to, you know, watch Romeo and Juliet once. So they can, you know, at least, you know, be a part of it or see it in the theater or something so we can all talk about it. No, no, no. You have to watch the 60s Romeo and Juliet for those sweet titties. <laughs> she's a 12-year-old girl, dude. No, in the book she's 12, but in the movie she's got some sweet-ass titties. <laughs> They're huge. I mean, like... The, the word heaving bosom applies to this movie. It doesn't apply to many, but it applies to that Romeo and Juliet one. Wow. That's awesome. Then you watch the 90s version with mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. Just Actually, don't even watch it. Just buy the soundtrack like I did. That sound, I mean, I had to go see it on a date, but the soundtrack is fucking awesome. It's still good. Go get the soundtrack for Romeo and Juliet in the 90s. It's some good songs on there. It's, it's, it's ruined for me. I, I dated a girl who was way too into that soundtrack. So I, I still like hear a song and it reminds me of this girl. I'm just like, nope, nope, sorry, it's over. No, dude, go on YouTube and type in "Local God," Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Listen to that. It's like Everclear. Uh huh. It's a good. It's it's a good song still. That's a good. There was like um. Uh, what call it? Uh, Garbage has a really good song on there. Well, Garbage is just fucking awesome. Radiohead's got a really good song on there. Like one that you don't hear on the radio all the time. Then there was just uh, a couple bands you, like, this was probably the only, you know, moment they had. Uh, I guess if you want to go fun, ironic, um, that uh, Cardigan song was on there. Love me, love me, say that you love me. Oh, yeah. That was one of the ones, man. <laughs> she was okay. obsessed with that song. No. The, I mean, so that's a, a fun little pop song. But the rest of the soundtrack is uh, is, is pretty cool, like, very alternative. Okay. So, I mean, I used to listen to that soundtrack all the time while playing Twisted Metal 2. Wow, that's interesting. I guess they, you got to vary it up. They went together well. I, so every time I hear that garbage song, she's like, mm-hmm. I die for you. <laughs> I, it always makes me think of the New York level on Twisted Metal 2. Oh, interesting. Knocking people off the edge of the buildings with Grimm. Hell yeah, dude. Hitting the Statue of Liberty with homing missiles until she emerged in a bikini. Boom, baby. But, but if you use the wrong combination of straight and... Um, uh, like like um yeah straight and gay missiles the yellow <laughs> missile which went straight forward and the uh, gay homing ass missile you would turn the Statue of Liberty into like a fatty yeah it was pretty cool Swiss metal too God bless you yeah good memories good memories well goddamn man like I was staring at this uh well so video game court it's coming it's yes. coming but like. This morning, like when I, I I literally texted you, Eric, and I was like, I it, we're not gonna record tonight because I'm just yeah. too sick, and I was looking at my schedule for today. But I'm glad we got together, released an episode, and I'm looking forward to the next. Yes, in fact, next episode is one of our favorites. It's our annual March Madness tournament, folks. 
All right. In honor of the college basketball March Madness where they have 64 teams and they have the big, everyone fills out a bracket until you get to number one. We've been doing it the last couple of years. We're doing March Madness. We did number one video game of all time, number one cartoon of all time. Last year we did number one action hero of all time. So just wait to see what our next episode is, see what we got cooked up for this year's March Madness tournament. And we print out brackets to let you follow along. Where did you see last year on Being Human? It did a March Madness bracket really? inspired by our show. Yeah. Sweet. Those guys are cool. They're awesome. You should listen to their podcast. It's great. Nice. So, well, well, you're allowed to tell me what uh, they did to make sure we don't accidentally do it. No, that's good. I should look that up right now. We don't want to. We don't want to cross over. You know, if they've already covered it, we don't want to be. You want to be. You don't want to be second guy in. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can tell me like after we finish the show because. I've got a couple ideas I'm gonna run past you. So yeah, I I have to I have to go back through their catalog. They're on like episode 32. Nice, good job, yeah. dudes. Now, I might I think they might have done the greatest board game of all. Yeah, and it might have been board games. Okay, but well, I'll, but I'll have to check. I'll have to check. Okay, well that's good. I wasn't thinking that, so that works out then. If okay. that was that. Let's see. Do, 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 do. But yeah, we'll uh, before you get next week's episode, we'll put the uh, our bracket online. Um, so you can see what the bracket's going to look like, and that way you can fill out your own and post it on our Facebook page to see if, if your version is different than ours, because it probably will be. Because we just say it's the greatest of all time of what we think. So, Word. So, like, our when we did greatest video game of all time, it was Mario Kart Wii. And uh, when it was the greatest cartoon of all time, it was Invader Zim. And greatest action hero of all time was Indiana Jones. So suck it, haters. Actually, I, no. It was it was a process to get down to those three. I mean, like there were oh, yeah. vicious battles along the way. Yeah, and it, and those are just in our opinions, and somehow, and a lot of that's based on like the how we grew up. So right, and also how we argued. And we one person uh, starts with veto power. So even if even it looks like somebody's gonna make it in, uh, somebody can veto the other person out. Yeah, if you disagree, one person uses the power of veto, and then after they've done it, then the power of veto transfers to the next person. So, so, yeah, looking can't always to it. can't always get what you want. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, Eric, yeah, I don't know how the red song goes. Anyway, love um, the one you live. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're the Jumpman Podcast. Check us out every week for free. We're on RetroWareTV.com, ElderGeek.com. Uh, we're on Stitcher Radio, RageQuitCast.com, iTunes. You can subscribe to us on there, and of course, our headquarters over at JumpmanPodcast.com. Oh, and let me just put this out here. You got to go to ragequitcast.com because they are doing um, uh, Let's Play videos of South Park's new game, The Stick of Truth. Oh, yeah. So if you're like me and you think this game is going to be amazing, but you don't really have time to buy it and play it yourself, go on ragequitcast.com, check out their videos. It's awesome. And then you'll get a good feel for the game. Hell yeah. And big shout out to anybody uh, who posted links on our Facebook page. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, I love that cracked article about the. 27 most practical superpowers we actually want. I was like, yes, can we please do these? Well, I mean, they basically took that from us because we said, you know, so you remember when we did our podcast about like uh, unique superpower? If, if you got that one day where everyone mm-hmm. could have superpower, but if anyone else uh, asked for the same one, you wouldn't get it. So you had to yep. be really creative. That's basically what that was right there. Exactly, dude. Exactly. There's some good happen. ones. So. All, All right, man. Dude. We'll see you next week. And go puke. Jump man, engage. Yahoo! I find your lack of.
shall stand.